You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Joe Gavellis with the Safe Senior Hour. I hope uh, all is well with you and, uh, and you're all taking the proper precautions here based on this uh, uh, situations going on in the country uh, with the uh, coronavirus. Uh, today we're honored uh, to have the Assistant U.S. Attorney Jolie Porter from the Northern District of Georgia on as a guest. Uh, and uh, Jolie, welcome. Thank you, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, uh, t- today we're going to go over uh, um, issues about basically elder fraud. But uh, again, we always start off every show and remind our listeners, that elder abuse doesn't report itself. If you see any issues of concerning, and, and we, we use the, the three main abuses, physical, financial, and institutional. And if our listeners out there see or hear of anything, please contact your professionals and, and help people. If you see something, say something is a great uh, uh, motto that we should use. It's been used on many occasions. But today here we're, uh, we're going to focus on a couple issues of how the government, the U.S. government, because we know this goes all over the country and the world, but what the U.S. government, particularly the United States Department of Justice, uh, is doing to help combat um, elder financial fraud. So, uh, Jolie, if you just give us your background and give us some, some ideas on how you, how you got into this business. Thank you, Joe. As you mentioned, I'm an assistant United States attorney. Um, I'm located in the northern district of Georgia, so in Atlanta, Georgia. And, but, of course, the, there are assistant United States attorney's offices or U.S. attorney's offices throughout the country. I have been an AUSA, an assistant United States attorney, since 2014. And last year, I became our district's elder justice coordinator. So a lot of what I do focuses on fighting for elder justice. In 2019, Attorney General William Barr established the announcement of this transnational elder fraud strike force. And I think a lot of us have seen a large increase in recent years in fraud teams that target elder Americans. Um, they're often perpetrated over the phone and by the internet. Because of that, the Attorney General said the new transnational elder fraud strike force will bring together the expertise and resources of our prosecutors, federal and international law enforcement partners, and government agencies to target, investigate, and prosecute criminals abroad who prey on our elderly at home. So it's a big priority, and not only the office I work in, and me personally, but also the Department of Justice generally, to fight scams that target elder Americans. Yeah, and, and I like to just interject here, and, and our, our listeners know this, and, and our new listeners um, will make them aware of it. These type crimes, um, boundaries, borders mean nothing. That if you live in a, whether it's a, a city, a county, a state, or whether it's a country, or whether it's it's a, uh, a, a, a 
general area like the, the like things taking place in Europe or taking place in Asia. It is or Africa. This is all interconnected. So when 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 uh, Joe Lee talks about multinational, uh, you'll see some examples of how this is. And and in reality, it is the federal government that can address this. Local police, local uh, county officers, sheriffs, police, and even state authorities um, have to rely on our federal government to do this. So it it has become a big partnership. So uh, I'll let you continue, but I think our listeners need to know that. You're exactly right, Joe. A lot of these scams that target elder Americans, they can originate from within the United States. For instance, we've had scammers who have actually been in prison and used cell phones from prison to call U.S. residents and trick them into providing money. But most of these scams originate abroad. Some of the big hot spots are India, West Africa, and the Caribbean. But they can originate from anywhere because of the internet, because of phones, and even through the mail, these sorts of means of communication allow people to remotely access their victims. Right. I I just want to touch base on that for our listeners to realize that uh, no, you're not allowed to have cell phones in prison. So that just shows you how these things are are either coming in illegally or or somebody sneaks them into the prisoners. So it's 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 not that anybody government condones this. If they find it, they stop it. But I think we got to uh, remember that people will go to all ends because it's all about greed and making money. That's exactly right, Joe. And that's a that's a big point for right now. Criminals who engage in this type of fraud are opportunists. They're always looking for any way to trick and dupe unsuspecting Americans into turning over their hard-earned money, whether it's their retirement savings. Um, so for that reason, we always have to be vigilant, vigilant about noticing what might be a scam and protecting against them. One example that we might have are the recent, um, now that we have, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, the coronavirus that's going around right now. There actually are criminals seeking to take advantage of that as well. Right. And and I think we were talking, you and I had spoken earlier about that, that I think the uh, was it the Secret Service came out with some um, information about that. You you have that at your uh, fingertips. Yes. So exactly on March 9th of this year, the Secret Service issued a COVID nineteen phishing alert. So everyone is currently it's all over the news. We all know that. Um, people are worried about um, what the WHO has described as a pandemic and criminals are using it as an opportunity. So the Secret Service explained um, that there is a phishing scam. Not phishing like you go to the river with your pole, but online phishing. Uh, Online phishing is where the fraudsters will send emails 
that purport to be from a reputable company in order to entice the person who receives the email to reveal personal information, such as a password or a credit card. And sometimes they'll include a link or an attachment that may cause malware to be placed onto the victim's computer that will, and that will allow the criminal organizations to further obtain information from their computers. They could potentially lock them out from their computers. There are many things that the scammers can do if someone receives one of these emails and clicks on the link or the attachment. And so one example of the, is an email that purports to be from a medical or health organization that includes attachments that supposedly contain pertinent information regarding the coronavirus. That's led unsuspecting victims to open the, the malware to infect their system, and then the criminal organizations can steal their money, take their personal information, or take over their accounts. Another scam related to the coronavirus is where the criminal enterprises pretend to be companies selling in-demand medical supplies that can often be hard to obtain right now, and medical supplies that could be used to protect against the coronavirus. They then require upfront payments for the product, and they never deliver anything. Well, I think we have to uh, remind our our listeners um, that computers and the internet give people courage they can be whoever they want to be and that we advise do not open any attachments if you don't know or you didn't request the information that that it's like opening a door and letting a whole bunch of people in that you don't know and so if you don't know them don't open it if you didn't initiate the uh, internet conversation um, from a reputable number or email, don't just go ahead and, and open things because, boy, I'd like to see what they're saying. That's how they get inside your house, in this case, inside your computer, and electronically can, can handle that. So um, with that, we're going to take a break on this, on this first segment, and we'll be back with Assistant Attorney, uh, U.S. Attorney Jolie Porter after our first break. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon-cutting ceremony, and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project. You can donate at jcvets.org. 
disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Safe Senior Hour with uh, Joe Gavallis. And we're very honored today to have our guest, Assistant U.S. Attorney Joe Lee Porter from the Northern District of Georgia, who is uh, oversees their uh, efforts in the Northern District of uh, fighting elder abuse. And we had just been talking about some of the current scams that the Secret Service put out, um, potential scams concerning the uh, coronavirus. So, uh, Joe Lee, welcome. And uh Let's continue our conversation because I think that's important. Thank you. Um, on the as we go to the virus, remember people that you know don't open up the attachments. That's the major major uh, message today here. If you didn't ask, if you didn't connect with the person, don't. And then all of a sudden you get something and has an attachment. Don't open the attachments. I think that's. The appropriate um, guidance, don't you, Julie? Yes, and no one's going going to ask for your password or your social security number or your credit card information over an email or online. So, if you think it might be a legitimate message asking for any of that type of information, always verify. Google the organization and see if they're legitimate. Ask someone that you're close with, a family member, their thoughts on it. Don't just trust emails from unknown strangers. You know, we're talking about the United States, and I'm just reading a, uh, a summary that it says, in, in our neighbors to the north, Canada, six in ten Canadians are more worried about fraud today than ever before. And uh, the the frauds that uh, that they addressed through the the Interact Fraud Prevention Index up in Canada uh, were romance scams, identity theft, telephone fraud, text messages, um, all through the the wireless networks, um, and it's handled by almost daily scams every day or calls that come in that people shouldn't answer. So we're going to talk about that in the United States, but, as again, this this show goes all over the world, and we just want to say it's not only happening in the United States, it's happening in every country of the world here. So um, if, if we uh, talk about these frauds, it affects everybody all over the, all over the world here. 
So, Jolie, I think that, you know, we've got the people where what not to open on the um, uh, on the coronavirus potential scams right now. And we will keep you all, as this goes on and on, we'll keep you all aware of what the frauds are out there that they should look at. Because with the fraud today will be, will be history because they'll develop new ones. And I think that's pretty much, or new twists to old frauds. So I think that's what we should be concerned about. So, uh, Jolie, let's see what's what's the uh, Northern District. What, are, what have you all been doing here in the Northern District here to fight elder fraud? I will tell you, we have been very busy <laughs> because there are a lot of scams that are going on. And so the Northern District of Georgia is a member of this transnational elder fraud strike force that the Attorney General announced last year. And as part of that, the entire DOJ over the past year, from March 2019 to March 2020, charged more than 400 defendants with over a billion dollars of losses to U.S. residents, people throughout the country. This is a huge revenue maker, huge money maker for scammers. So we are tirelessly fighting these scams by investigating and prosecuting the individuals involved. Just last week, our office, um, working with federal, um, state, and local law enforcement, arrested 24 individuals who were part of a large-scale international fraud and money laundering ring that duped numerous victims into losing over $300 million through two types of, or there were three types of scams they were engaging in, but two of them specifically targeted elder Americans, romance scams and retirement scams. Joe, you mentioned, I know we've talked about romance scams before. Right. Do you think it's worth reminding listeners what those those are? Absolutely. Please, uh, please enlighten everybody because, as I said, you and, and people got to got to remember. You know, it, it's uh, to do these cases. It's long involved. It takes a good teamwork of investigators and prosecutors. But when the, you know, as they say, when the rubber meets the road is when the prosecutor has to go argue the case in court and present the facts to have, you know, 12 jurors unanimously say they're guilty. So they see things and prepare cases um, from a hands-on. These aren't theoreticians. And, and Joe Lee is a trial attorney is, is a better way to say it. And uh, and so, yes, please enlighten everybody. It never hurts to remind people about the scams, especially romance scams. One reason we like to constantly remind people about what the scams are is because the community is actually our first line of defense against these scams. So listeners can always share this information with their friends and their family members and help get the word out to help prevent these types of scams from being successful. Romance scams are a huge moneymaker for these criminal organizations. They exploit people's desire for kinship, for love, in order to get them to send them money. So what the scammers will do 
is they will go online dating websites and they will create fake personas. They'll use pictures that are not theirs. They'll use words that are not their own. They'll describe themselves as a fictitious person. But the person engaging with them, the victim, believes that they're falling in love, believes that they have a relationship. And often the scammer will say, well, I want to marry you, I want to get engaged, but I just need money for this thing, for this business opportunity, or to help someone. They'll give any sort of excuse in order to get unsuspecting Americans to turn over their money and it's especially difficult with older Americans who have their retirement built up because they can lose their entire retirement savings as a result of these scams that prey upon very natural human emotions. And I think, let me interject here. This is primarily, we'll talk about other scams, and the listeners know we've talked about other scams. Um, and we can go in, you know, from the imposter scam, IRS um, imposter scam, IRS agents, jury scams. I mean, we can go on. Those are all scams that that they tell you you have to do immediate something immediately, and that if you don't do it, you're going to be arrested. If you don't do it, uh, X is going to happen to your grandchildren. But when you go to romance scams, it's just the opposite, and we've seen. Um, their game plan from their text that they give to their professional solicitors that give them three weeks, five weeks, six weeks, get to know the people, get to have the people trust you. Isn't this the, uh, a, 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 good, a good description of what happens? That's exactly right. In, a, in another case that our office prosecuted, a Virginia woman had a sizable trust um, that she was to use for retirement in part, and the person that she met online told her and convinced her that they had fallen in love. He said he wanted to start a life with her. He said he was excited to live with her, but he first had to resolve an investment opportunity. So it's, it's actually very, it's a very different type of scam than the IRS scam or the other scams that threaten individuals with harm. This one preys upon our very normal human emotion for a desire for human connection. And, and it usually starts off with with um, looking at their game plans. And I read it starts off with just letting the victims know that, you know, yeah, you have a need for money, whether it's, you got to pay your 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 um, electric bill, or you've got to pay this small amount off. That just don't come out and 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 talk to the person on the internet and say, "I need you to pay me five hundred." Boy, if I could come up with five hundred, and then because of this relationship that's been going on, and and we know this from victims, they go, "Well, you know, I'll be glad to help you." You know, we've got this relationship; we're the perfect couple. You know, if that's all, how much you need? $500? Well, $500 in the overall scope of things, to some people it's a lot, but to some people, $500 to somebody who this could be your soulmate. And then it just escalates from there. I, um, um, exactly. You know, Joe Lee has done some huge cases, and but they're also small cases. We have a case in North, uh, in North Georgia. Where a woman started off with this five hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars later, 
she realizes this whole thing has been a scam. But I think what uh, uh, Joe Lee was talking about, that one in, what, Virginia, there was a lot of money lost in that, I think, right? Yes, she lost $6.5 million from her trust account and various bank accounts. Unbelievable. Oh, and the other point is, um, and we stress this, and uh, and see whether you concur, the, the victims of these romance scams are equally male and female. Don't think because you're a female you're more susceptible than a male because we've seen victims and, and statistics I've seen, it's about equal. I mean, it might be off a little bit. So it can happen to any one of us. So, you know, as, as, as Jolie talks about this, pay attention because it might not be happening to you, but it might be happening to a relative or a friend who is just thoroughly believes that this person working on an, on a uh, construction project in uh, uh, the Middle East is the one and only. Exactly. The, the second type of scam that that group of scammers who were doing the romance scam was actually a retirement account scam. And that one, they would trick the third-party administrators to manage retirement accounts into authorizing money distributions to them when they would pose as the true account holder. Hmm. Interesting. And so, so we should all pay close attention to our retirement accounts, make sure money's not coming out of there in ways that we haven't authorized. And and so that these people would 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 pose as you know, John Smith and say, Okay, I need to have so much money sent to so and so, is that how it went? Or what or do they say they were a vendor and needed money? I, I'm if you could clarify that for our listeners. So the companies that manage the retirement accounts right. um, would be tricked by the fraudsters into giving them disbursements of the retirement funds because the fraudster would pretend to be a retiree who was owed a disbursement. Okay, so they it was uh, they assumed an identity theft basically, and assumed, exactly. assumed the identity. Wow, that's that's a that's a scam. That uh, uh, I'm glad you're stopping that. I mean, I think that's it's such a significant amount of for for the seniors our retirement plans and um, and that you think that the professional handling it would have some, would be able to, to discern, you know, who is real and who isn't, but these these professional uh, carn artists are good. I mean, they're very good. That's exactly right. So that was, that was a, it, on the, on that case where it was 300 million and 24 d- defendants, now, these defendants, were they all in the United States, or were they all in Georgia? Where were they? Um, it was $30 million, and it was over $30 million. The 24 defendants were all okay. arrested in the United States um, last week. But they work with these types of scams typically originate overseas, and they're working with rings of individuals based abroad, usually. Right. And so how, how, from your experience watching it, the whole idea is to get money and get money into the 
to the to the to the big organization. Um, is is this? Um, it, it, we're talking about the flow of money. How, do you have you know any thoughts how this takes place? It might it it all ends up at, at some hands. Somehow somebody gets it overseas. They, they these scams are like I said, they're opportunists, and they'll use any means that they can to transfer money. Okay. So they will tell victims to send money. By cash, they'll say withdraw cash. Put it. Often they'll tell them to put it in magazines and take it to a USPS or UPS or FedEx and ship it. They say to put it in magazines or other household items in order to obscure the fact that the victim is mailing cash. Now, well, I just got. It. We're about to have to take our second break, but we want to continue with this because this is a common thread and I've seen this all over all over the country not just here so if we're going to take a break here for our, our second segment and then we'll be back with assistant U.S. attorney Jolie Porter shortly get your pen and paper ready if there's a move in your near future I'm here to tell you that the phone I used and now recommend is around town movers Timothy and the guys recently moved me and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show? talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio. Just email gm at americaswebradio.com, and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Well, welcome back to the third segment of the Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis. And as again, we're very honored to have as a guest Assistant U.S. Attorney Joe Lee Porter from the Northern District of Georgia. And uh, we've been having a very, very good discussion here on frauds and uh, how they affect uh, seniors. And um, we um, gave some tips. Uh, Joe Lee gave some tips about the uh, 
coronavirus, some potential scams that the Secret Service had had addressed. But um, we're going to go in and continue our discussion. But before we do, uh, Joe Lee, I've been I've, I've been wanting to get this in, and, and I and I didn't. Is that um, have you explained that the uh, Department of Justice has set up a national elder fraud hotline? This is something new. Could you go into that? Because I want to keep repeating this number for our listeners. Yes. Earlier this month, Attorney General Barr announced the launch of a national elder fraud hotline. This hotline provides services to seniors who may be victims of financial fraud. So if you or someone you love or know you you believe is a victim of financial fraud, tell them to call 833-FRAUD-11. That's 833-372-8311. This hotline is staffed by experienced case managers who can provide personalized support to the callers, and they will help the individuals calling determine um, where to report, and they will actually refer the cases to the appropriate law enforcement entity. They will usually file a complaint form with the FBI, Internet Crime Complaint Center, if that's appropriate, or the FTC on behalf of the caller, if that's appropriate. And I'll also remind callers, if you are the victim of financial fraud, you should also let your local law enforcement know. That's so important. This national hotline is great. Um, And, you know, as we say, if you have an issue, call a professional. And here we're giving you, you know, a or the the federal government's giving you a hotline to call one, uh, well, 833-372-8311. And and we'll keep repeating it because this just came... Um, came about in the last like month, hasn't it? That's fairly, yeah, fairly. Yeah, it was just announced, announced in March. This is great. This is great. So um, we were back talking about the um, romance scams, which which you have prosecuted cases on, and and so as the Northern District of Georgia, and um, there are many components to the scam, but. We were talking about, obviously, you have the the victim, which is the senior, male or female, and then you have the perpetrator who's doing the connecting, whether it's on the Internet or on a phone. But then there are other people part of the organization, so people might see this, and you were talking about how money got moved. Could you just uh, touch base on that so people can be aware if they hear a friend say, I had to go to a bank and I had to do this? Yes. So one way, as we were discussing before the break, is the perpetrators will ask the victim to take out cash and mail it. Just a good rule of thumb, just don't mail cash, and you can avoid that sort of situation. But they don't limit themselves to cash. Like I said, they're opportunists. They'll do anything to get as much money from victims as they can, and they want to hide that money. So sometimes they'll ask victims to buy prepaid cards, um, prepaid gift cards for any sort of company, Apple Pay cards, um, Target gift cards, Walmart gift cards, any sort of gift card. Green dot cards. iTunes cards. cards. iTunes cards, right. Exactly. 
if someone you don't know asks you to make a payment in the form of some sort of prepaid or gift card, don't do it. It's not a legitimate request. The, for instance, a lot of IRS scam calls, they ask you to buy a certain type of gift card to pay for it. And Social Security scam calls, they'll ask you to buy a gift card to pay fees. Those are not legitimate. The Social Security, no government entity is ever going to ask you to buy a gift card to pay for a fee or a fine or a tax. And, and that goes not just federal government, it's any government. State government, county government, city government. They're going to they're going to want cash, or they're going to want a payment that can be verified, not an iTunes card or a Green Dot card or one of these cards. And that should be a giant red flag to anybody and in, in who who is about to be conned or being caught up in the in a, in a fraud. Is once they ask for payments by by a card or taking cash and withdrawing it. These are red flags, and I think everybody, you know, you need to tell your friends and and help educate your friends and and relatives on this. Exactly. But they don't stop there. It's not just cash. It's not just the gift cards and the prepaid cards. They also ask victims to send wire transfers through MoneyGram, Western Union, RIA Financial, any sort of money wire transfer. the government, law enforcement, are not going to ask you to pay fines, fees, or taxes through those means. Uh, we have a matter that's going on right now here in, in North Georgia where somebody, this is dealing with the um, uh, the software scams and uh, a woman who was an official in banks, said she got caught up in it, and they asked her to wire money, one one out of Georgia to Florida, which, okay, there might be some people, you know, that you'd question the company, that's where they're, they're doing business. But she was asked to wire $40,000 to the Bank of Hong Kong, which, as she looks back now, should have been a giant red flag. You know, she didn't do business with anybody in Hong Kong. What? Why? Why did that take place? So these are things that said we're just telling you all this, our listeners, so you can be aware. If you hear of of your friends or relatives getting caught up in something like this, you know, this is the thing to call the National Elder uh, Fraud Hotline or call your local uh, law enforcement and advise them of of something doesn't sound right. Is that, let's say, that we're talking about romance scams and, oh, the idea how they move money through unwitting people to be like money mules. Can you talk about that? So often individuals who um, become victims, the once the scammers have them on the hook, they then will use them to help perpetrate the fraud. That's why we have to be extra vigilant. Um, If you have a family member that you think might be a victim of a romance scam, also consider whether they might be helping perpetuate the fraud. And I'll just give a, a, a general example for how that might happen. 
they might, um, you, a victim might believe that, you know, they're in love with their boyfriend through an online dating site. They're sending the money per their request with the belief that they're going to meet in person in the future and get married. That criminal enterprise, once they ha- know that they have that victim on the hook and they're connected and they're sort of bought in and willing to do what their online uh, boyfriend or girlfriend is suggesting, they might ask them to open up bank accounts or to receive cash to their home. Um, and then they will ask them to forward it on. So they'll then use those victims as a way to launder the money. Well, I, I think also what, what I've seen, <clears throat> and, and see whether you concur, these fraudsters are out to get, obviously, to, it's all about greed, all about making money. And they don't care one iota about their victims, other than they've got to keep, um, you know, feeding feeding the, the perpetrators money. But once the uh, victim kind of realizes that, wait a minute, he doesn't really love me, I don't know anything about him or her, uh, and they decide to stop, um, the uh, perpetrators don't take kindly to that, and so they don't let you stop. Is that your experience? Uh, well, they are persistent, right? Um, and so they will. They will. That is a common characteristic of these criminal organizations: is they the individuals who are defrauding are persistent and will pressure and will push and get you to do what they want, whether it's through pretending that they're in love with you or pressuring you. That's exactly right. And and the pressure, the examples that I'm aware of is like all of a sudden you'll get another call and um, they'll try with another person to, uh, because don't forget, they, these are just people sitting in a room they're professionals like, you know, a boiler room with series of telephones. It's They're not individuals out there at their home just looking for romance. These are professionals. So if you all of a sudden think that these people are bad, they'll let somebody else, they'll give them your number and let them call you or your email account and have them email it. And then if that doesn't work, we've known that... Uh, You'll get a call or an email, and in one instance, it was from the Federal Bureau of Detectives. Well, of course, there is no such thing. But and their statement was to this victim that we're going out and um, we're investigating this, uh, this scam that was perpetrated on you, and we need you to help us by putting some upfront money here to, to uh, find out who these people really are. It's just another scam. And um, have you heard about that, where they've done that, Jolie? Yeah. They'll really use any sort of means possible. And then the worst thing is they will then go and threaten you that they will advise your loved ones, your relatives, your neighbors of what you've been involved in. Um, And so that's really important that that you... do not take any actions that would give them anything to do to come after 
to make you believe that you've done um, something wrong or threaten you. And, and, and we'll go into that in a little more detail. We're about to take the our, our uh, break from our third segment, and then we'll be back with uh, Assistant U.S. Attorney Joe Lee Porter in just a uh, few minutes. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon-cutting ceremony, and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project. You can donate at jcvets.org. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to the uh, final segment of the Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis. And again, uh, we are honored to have Assistant U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Georgia, Joe Lee Porter, who is a, uh, a prosecutor who actually goes into court and, and takes on some of these uh, uh, perpetrators. And, uh, and certainly in, in her position um, as the, uh, I, I guess, coordinator uh, for the Northern District, hears and sees a lot of, uh, a lot of these scams. So uh, welcome, uh, uh, Joe Lee, and, and, and we're going to try to go into just some, some suggestions for citizens to help them in recognizing and reporting various abuse-type cases. So we've already talked about romance scams and a retirement scams. What other scams are you familiar with or tips you want to give to our uh, our listeners out there? Like we said, the, these criminal organizations are opportunists. So they're looking for what's going on, what new thing might we do that people don't know is a scam yet. So one that is happening in 2020 is the U.S. Census. Criminals are likely to take advantage of this, and the Census Bureau has noted that, um, the Census Bureau is not going to send unsolicited emails for participation in the 2020 Census, and they won't ask for your Social Security number, your bank account or credit card numbers, anything on behalf of a political party, or money or donations. 
the Census Bureau has said that if someone visits your home based on the U.S., the 2020 census, which is coming up, it's suppo- it was supposed to start in mid-March. Um, um, the exact date, I don't yet know, but you can always ask that person for their ID. Look at their badge and confirm that they're from the U.S. Department of Commerce. It has that watermark and expiration date. And if you have questions about who they are, that they're really from the Census Bureau, you can call the Census Bureau at 844-330-2020. That's just, just like I've said, anytime you someone's contacting you, you don't know, just take a minute and verify who they are. You can call whatever organization they purport to be from. And in this instance, if someone's purporting to be from the Census Bureau, just double check and make sure it's who they are. There's absolutely great advice. They, it, it, we see this in other type scams. And for the people who are, who, are, who are seniors living alone or their love, loved ones are living with as, as aren't there and you're all alone in the house, please never, never, never let anybody you don't know into your home. You, you do have a, a, a barrier there. You can speak through the door. You can... Uh, um, uh, uh, you, you have to keep maintain that that distance here. You know, I know. You know. You know. I remember where people said, "Oh, knock on the door," and and we were very trusting a while back. Unfortunately, you'd rather be safe than sorry. So don't let anybody in your house that you don't know, because once they're in, it's hard to get them out, especially the seniors. And you get somebody in, and you say, "Get out," and it's almost like, "Well, make me." Well. You know, that's a that's a hard situation to be in. Just never let yourself get in that position. Exactly. The another big scam that's out right now is the Social Security imposter scheme, where they say they're either from the Social Security Administration and claim there's an issue with your Social Security number, or they claim to be from some other part of law enforcement. For instance, the U.S. Marshal Service, and say that your Social Security number was involved in a crime. They then say that send send me all of your money, and I will take care of and safeguard it. Or they'll say you have to pay fines and fees associated with your Social Security number being involved in a crime. These are scams. This is a very common scam right now. And so if someone purports to be from the Social Security Administration or law enforcement, verify. Call that entity and figure it out. But it's often, this is a common scam that's going around now. And and I think we all have to remember with technology today, when you see an ID on your cell phone or your other phone that it says Social Security Administration, says your local sheriff's office is calling, let them leave a message, and then you independently get the number and verify, as Joe Lee says. It doesn't do any good just to call back the number. We had a case here where a person representative there with the sheriff's office. The person said, well, let me call you back. He gave a number, and the phone was answered, the sheriff's office in this county. And, of course, it wasn't. But so they didn't independently go to a phone book and say, hey, I just been called by a sheriff. In this case, they said they had 
Uh, they missed jury duty and had outstanding warrants. So please verify what Joe Lee said is so true. Verify for your own safety and safety of your loved ones. Please, please don't just accept the fact of what you see on the phone somebody's calling. I mean, we, we could have the governor of Georgia's name on there calling you or the governor of any state. And so, because these people can do this. That's the technology out there today. It's called spoofing, if you've heard the term. So um, uh, just be aware of that. Um, Julie, do we have any other scams that we were looking at? I just saw some other ones that you all, uh, um, the, the software scam, the grandparent scam. I see where you all convicted somebody with a grandparent scam. Can you go over that quickly? Yes, grandparent scams are prevalent with seniors uh, where an individual will call who, if, especially if they're hard of hearing, the person will say, hey, grandma, hey, grandpa, and if you can't hear well, you might say, oh, is this Johnny, or you might provide your grandchild's name, and then they'll tell you that, grandma, I've been arrested, I need bail money, grandma, I'm hurt, and I need help, I need money, always hang up and then call the phone number of your actual grandson or granddaughter or their mom, your daughter or son, and verify that it's real because that's a very prevalent scam going around. Right, and, and they'll call at all hours and they'll insist that um, uh, in, in several of the cases that, that we've heard about here in the Northern District uh, in, in North Georgia, um, that... Uh, they say the grandson or, or the granddaughter says, do not call my, my parents because we, we trust you, Grandma, Grandpa, or whatever the name is, and you know you're going to help me because I don't want to have to talk to Mom and Dad. I'm embarrassed what happened, and only you can help me. And so they stress this. And, of course, that's one of the trends of, of – of, of the generation we're talking about, seniors, is one, they're very trusting. They would close a deal on a handshake. They would close it on, on, on your words, your bond. They'd have a little bit of money, and they really love their family, their kids, but really they love their grandkids. And I think these fraudsters play on all of this. So when they say, you can help me, Grandma, they mean they have a little bit of money, and you know, and 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 you promise not to talk to uh, to to, my, to uh, my mother and father, and you know I can only deal with you, Grandma. That's why they do it, and it's very, very, very lucrative. It has a lot of different twists. Uh, it can be in jail, can be in an accident, uh, and we've heard them such where they're actually allegedly being held against their will, kidnapped. Um, but it's all scams, and, and, and these people are good at it. You're dealing with professionals. Um, exactly. Anything? Secrets are a, go ahead. Secrets are a common theme in these scams. The callers, like you said, will say, don't tell anyone mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason, whether it's the grandparent scam or another one. That's because they want to get you on the hook, and they want you to transfer the money fast without telling anyone. Because if you do tell someone, they're going to say, this is a scam. Don't do it. So right. always verify. Talk to your family members. Ask them. Confirm with others before you send, send money to anyone. Right. Have a professional you can call or a loved one 
uh, 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 somebody in the faith base. It could be somebody that you can trust, a personal friend. And because it, as you repeat the story, repeat what you have to do, all of a sudden, I know of talking to victims, they go, it just dawned on me, this is so wrong. That how did I ever let get so far? Sometimes on these immediate scams where we're going to come out and arrest you, or we have situations at, at a smaller level, but it's just as significant, where people represent they're from a power company or from a water company, the water department, and we're coming out, or the gas department, we're going to turn off your power. We're going to turn off your water. Oh, there is a way to pay it. Well, if you do it immediately by buying a, uh, a, a one of these cards we talked about, iTunes card, Green Dot card, various cards, uh, and 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 why do they do that? Because they give you give the money to the company, the company, I mean, to wherever you buy the cards, and that card has a number on the back. And once you give that number to the fraudsters, it um, it will be out of your hands and in their hands and gone forever. But um, we're about to just close down here for the for the day here and uh, on the show end our segment. But, Jolie, you want to re- repeat that hotline number before we, uh, we let you go? Yes. If you or a loved one or a friend are the victim of fraud, in addition to calling your local law enforcement, call 1-833-FRAUD. 11. That's 833-372-8311. Well, we thank you, Jolie, and I hope to have you back. I, I, this time goes by real quick, and we appreciate it and appreciate what you do and everybody uh, down there in the U.S. Attorney's Office and all the investigators and people that work uh, on helping to fight elder abuse. So we thank you, and, uh, and uh, hopefully you'll be back on our show. Yes, thank you for having me. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.